Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Church London catch-up service. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a passion to present Jesus to London and would love for you to be part of the adventure. So why not say hello to us by visiting our website manualchurchlondon.org so we can get back to you and say a bit more of a personal hello. Hey guys, we are in week two of our summer sermon series looking at the Lord's Prayer. And remember, Jesus' friends, in the context of the passages that we're looking at, um, have just asked him how to pray. And these verses that we'll be walking through over these, over these weeks in, in July and August is his answer to that question. So what he teaches us here is really important for us when we're thinking about how we can pray, how we can learn to pray. That doesn't mean that um, this is the only prayer you can pray or you've got to pray like this but what Jesus is doing is he's giving us a pattern prayer uh, a framework for us to how to uh, framework for us to learn how to pray which is really helpful because sometimes it's not that easy knowing how to get started when you pray right and last week Stu started started us off with uh, our father in heaven hallowed be your name When we start there, when we start with with our Father in heaven, we are recognising who God is and who we are. God is holy and powerful and he created the world. There is no one like him. And through Jesus, we get to become his children. By his grace, we are in his family. We're in the family of God. God is our Father and we are his kids. And that's the position that we get to start in. That's our starting place when we come to pray, when we we pray as family. And then we get to verse 10 um, and it says this. This is where we'll be um, camping out this morning. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus wants us to pray from the position of being family and this week we see that he also wants us to pray with trust. He wants us to pray with trust. So let's look at the first half of of this verse. Your kingdom come. God your father is a king. Not just a king, but the king. The king. He is in charge. He rules. He reigns. He is in control and he is good and he loves you. His kingdom is characterized by love and light and healing and wholeness and hope and joy. The kingdom that we get to live in and be a part of is that is what it's like. We get to be a be a part of that kingdom which connects us with God. We are with God in relationship with him. But the problem right from the beginning has been that people have refused the rule of the kingdom of God, refused the rule of God in their life. Right back in the garden, Adam and Eve had everything that they ever needed, but they decided to eat the one fruit that God told them not to touch because they thought it would make them like God. They didn't want God to be on the throne. They wanted to be on the throne. They wanted to push God out of the way and be in charge. And unfortunately, that's what we've been doing ever since, pushing God out of the way and trying to put ourselves in the highest place, on the, on the throne. And the result is that sin and darkness and separation from God entered our world. But then Jesus came 
and through his death on the cross and his resurrection from death to life, he ushered in the kingdom, the advance of the kingdom of God. He he defeated sin. He overcame our rebellion against the one true king. And our King Jesus has won that decisive battle. And now the kingdom of God is advancing and it's here. It's here and it's advancing. And we now live in an age between, between the cross and the empty grave and the second coming of Jesus of where the kingdom of God has come, but it's not come fully yet. Sin still exists. Pain still exists in this kind of period of the now and also the not yet. And here... In verse 10, Jesus is telling us to pray, Father, I trust you. I want you to be on the throne. I want your kingdom, which has come, but not come fully yet because Jesus hasn't returned. I want your kingdom to come more. When we pray, your kingdom come, we're saying to God, let your power, let your rule, let your reign come over every part of my life every situation that I'm in let your kingdom come you're saying I want more of your kingdom we are citizens of heaven sons and daughters of the king and we're saying we want your kingdom Lord to advance for you to reign more fully right now right here come Lord Jesus when we pray for more people to put their faith in Jesus we're praying for his kingdom to come. When we pray for people to be healed of of sickness, we're praying for his kingdom to come and advance. When we prayerfully give our time and our money and our energy to the church, when we do that prayerfully, we're, we're praying for his kingdom to come. When we pray against injustice, whether that's racism or when cycles of poverty that people get trapped in, we're praying for his kingdom to come. We are citizens of heaven in the now and the not yet, praying for our Father's kingdom to keep on growing and expanding. Kids, did you know that you are an ambassador, a representative, a citizen of God, your, your Father's kingdom in heaven? That, who is, he is the king and you are his representative and ambassador. It's not an accident that you are who you are, where, you've, where you are. He's placed you in the places and context for a reason. It's not, not an accident that you are in your family. It's not an accident that you have the friends you have at school, that you're in the class that you're in at school, that you live in this city, live in your neighborhood. God wants you to ask for his kingdom to come in those places. He wants you to be someone who ushers in the kingdom of God into the lives of the people and the places and the situations around you. He wants you to pray for his kingdom to come and reign in those places. And you know, when you pray like that, it's not just kind of like job done, I can sit back. It requires something of you. It's our job to to be like Jesus in those places. What does that look like? It looks like putting the needs of others before the needs of yourself. It looks like praying for people who need a touch from God in their life. It looks like putting an arm around someone who's, who's, who's having a tough day. It looks like being friends with someone who, who's lonely. It looks like helping people as, um, who, who don't have as much as you do. It looks like Jesus breaking into people's lives, pouring out his grace and goodness. When we, when we pray, our kingdom come, it comes with a mission. 
You have a mission. It comes with an invitation from God to be citizens of his kingdom, the hands and feet of our king in this world now. It's an amazing adventure. You're being invited into an adventure. As we pray that, there's also an invitation. Your kingdom come. Let's take a look at the next bit. Jesus tells us to pray, your will be done on earth. And sometimes it might be easy to read that bit and think, well, that sounds like God doesn't really want me to bring him all the things that are on my heart, all the things that I want. He just wants me to say, your your will be done. Hands off, dust off my hands, prayer lasts five seconds, your will be done. But that's definitely not what's happening here. You've got to remember what Jesus taught elsewhere about prayer. Remember, we start, our starting place was our Father in heaven. We pray as family. We're talking to our Father. Our Father loves us to talk to him. He loves it when we talk to him. And Jesus told us in a whole load of other places, other stuff about prayer as well. He said, you do not have because you do not ask. There's an invitation there from Jesus to lay up our requests before our Father in heaven. He told us to be persistent in prayer when we want something, to not stop bothering God with our prayers. God loves it when you invite him into your life, when you ask for his help, when you tell him what's on your heart. And Jesus isn't telling us not to ask God for what we want. Jesus is inviting us to pray with trust in who God is. Did you know that God answers your prayers the way that you would answer them if you knew everything that he does? Say it again. Did you know that God answers your prayers the way that you would answer them if you knew everything that he does? And and you know, this is actually a peaceful place to be, right? It's a peaceful place to be. When you approach from a fundamental position of trust, you, can, you approach asking things, you approach God and your petitions and your asking from a place of peace. If they don't happen, I'm trusting God. If they do happen, I'm trusting God. For example, in the summer, my kids ask me for ice cream pretty much every single day. They don't have to worry about the consequences of their requests because I love them and I'm, I'm not going to let them eat so much ice cream that they get sick and their, and their teeth rot, right? I love them. I want the best for them so they can just ask me for things and they can know that I have the best for them in mind. When you're a kid, there's these situations where you don't have to worry about what, what's going on or because when you, you ask your mum or dad, they are going to be the one that make the decision about what's good for you. And, and you can trust that. And that's, that's a really restful place to be, actually. And God is your Father in heaven who knows everything, who is in control of the universe and who loves you and wants the best for you. And Jesus inviting, is inviting us to trust our Father in heaven who, who loves us and lift up to him the people and situations, the context, the things that we're struggling with and say to him, your will be done here, Father. <clears throat> your will be done here. Your good and perfect will be done in this person's life, in this situation. And, and you know what? I heard someone say once that, that when you do that, it's like rolling out a big target for the grace of God to land into that situation. When you pray, your will be done here, Father. You are rolling out the target for the goodness of God to rush toward that prayer, to just like invade that prayer. 
where do you need the will of God to be done? Where do you need the will of God to be done? Where do you need the grace of God to really hit the target? Is there someone in the room right now at church who you just want the will of God, the, the grace of God to, to rush towards? Is there someone in your classroom or school? Is there someone in your family that you just want to put a big target on their back by asking for the will of a good and loving and gracious and kind God to be done in their life? Jesus teaches us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's an invitation to pray with trust in our Father, the King of heaven, who loves us, who is powerful, who is good, who cares for you. That's the pattern of prayer that Jesus would have us learn this week. Let me just pray. Father God, help us to, to get hold of this pattern of prayer. Lord, we, we do ask for your kingdom to come and we do ask for your will be, to be done. Lord, advance your good kingdom of light and love. Lord, we want to roll out the target of the good, perfect, kind, loving will of our Father in heaven onto the people and the places in our heart. We thank you that we can pray like this, Lord. Help us to pray like this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.